going on. Like a million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock with my man, as always, Mojo Mutadi. Mojo, we're going to start with the Cincinnati Bengals, who uh, have a lot bigger problems than the loss last night on Thursday Night Football to the Ravens because they're all-world quarterback Joe Burrow is gone for the season, Mojo. He is out, done, season over for Joe. The team announced on Friday that Joe Burrow, who of course left last night's game in the first half with what looked like a very painful wrist injury on his throwing hand slash arm, he is done, Mojo. Torn ligament in the right wrist. They have not been any more specific about the injury except to say that it is season ending. He uh, obviously will require medical attention and he is not going to be back. The Bengals are five and five. They lost last night 34 to 20, Mojo, but I don't think there's much hope left without Joe Burrow. Joe himself actually met with the media today and talked about the devastating news. Take a listen. The play before it happened, I landed on, on the wrist a little bit. Um, and then the next play, you know, the touchdown pass, just felt the pop when uh, in the middle of the throw, uh, you know, tried to tried to give it a go, but just couldn't, couldn't get it done. So uh, and obviously got the news today, so not great. You know, I've been through stuff like this before, so it's nothing new. You know, like I said, it's football, stuff like this happens. You just got to live, learn to live with it. And, you know, I've talked a lot about leaning on your support system. I got a great support system, great friends, great family. Uh, help me get through it, great teammates. You know, I'll be around here. So uh, not ideal, but, you know, I've got what it takes and the people around me got what it takes to, to get it done. Babcock, absolutely devastating. I mean, I, I agree with you, brother. I mean, this pretty much ends their season, right? I mean, they're yeah. five and five. They were already struggling with, with Joe Burrow. Now, now he's out without a very experienced uh, quarterback coming in to, to lead the team for the rest of the year. I mean, this is absolutely brutal. I mean, the Bengals have had an awesome past couple of years of yep. course they lost to the the chiefs in the afc championship last year uh they lost in the super bowl just a, the year before that so i mean this is a team that has been right there almost winning the big one two years in a row and now yeah. you're five and five and you lost your big quarterback and the question becomes where to the Bengals go from here? I mean, right. I, for one, I love to see teams that aren't usually perennially awesome or in the playoff picture or in the Super Bowl conversation kind of come out of nowhere and make uh, really late postseason runs. I just think about this team's yeah. future. They're in last place right now because they happen to be in a really competitive division. They obviously, and I thought, I'll be honest, I, I thought the Bengals had a really good chance of not just making the Super Bowl this year, but of winning the Super Bowl. I mean, that's how highly I thought of them. They obviously have a tremendous quarterback in Joe Burrow, who in my mind, I, I think you're probably just looking at Patrick Mahomes as being the only guy who is, you know, who I'd feel comfortable as saying is better. And Patrick hasn't had the greatest season himself either. But uh, I, I don't know without Joe Burrow that this team, you know, ha has any hope for this future. Unfortunately, they started off one and three. They began playing well, won a couple games in a row. We know last week they lose a close one to the Texans, and then last night we know what happened. So they could have been seven and three very easily. Instead, they're five and five, and you lose your All-Pro quarterback 
Jake Browning, and, and I glance at my notes because obviously not a household name. Jake Browning is the guy who is going to be relied on now as the quarterback. Look, they've, they've got a bunch of other good players. I'm sure they'll win a couple of games the rest of the way. But as far as them making the playoffs and then going on a run uh, you know, next year. All right, Mojo, moving on to Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal, who says he doesn't blame Draymond Green for for choking Rudy Gobert during the Timberwolves and the Warriors game earlier this week. Mojo, it's been the biggest storyline going in the NBA before a single point was even scored, as we've talked about here, Mojo. An absolute brawl broke out, and... As Clay was getting into it with a T-Wolves player, Rudy Gobert came over to get involved, and Draymond Green, he stepped in. Mojo, we were at the Boys and Girls Club in Los Angeles. Shaquille O'Neal there doing something great for the kids, as is typical for Shaq. We had a chance to have a conversation with him, and we asked him, you know, hey, what would you have done, Shaq, if you were in Draymond Green's situation? And here's what the big fella said. I don't like to be a hypocrite in this situation. I would have did the same thing. Oh, you would have done the same thing? Yeah, you got to stick up for your teammate. Back in the day, you would have done the same thing? If me and you were having an interview and somebody punched you, I'm going to have to whip their ass. Yeah. Because you're my homegirl. So, uh-huh. so, like, yeah, like, so I don't want to say, oh, he shouldn't have did it. I would have did the same thing. If Rudy was there, I would have choked him out too. But listen, when, when you do those things, the NBA is going to do what they do. So I don't want to say too harsh. Was it wrong? I don't know. But I'm not going to criticize Draymond Green for something I would have did. Mojo, I like that. I think a lot of times you see analysts or, or just people who get a little older in general and, you know, kind of wagging your finger at the young people. I, I respect that Shaq said, hey, that's what I would have done, too, if I was on the court. Absolutely, Babcock. And I agree with Shaq. You know, us seven-footers, we think alike in so <laughs> many ways. I mean, it got physical out there. It got nasty out there. The bigger, more physical players of your team are going to step up and – uh get in on a situation yep. like that. And I'd like to point out something here, Babcock. Maybe what? it's just because I was paid to put people in headlocks for 10 <laughs> years, but a headlock isn't always to just choke someone out. It's yeah. not always an offensive maneuver. I right. know that sounds crazy. Sometimes it's just to to restrain somebody, to pull somebody away from a situation. Right. You see bouncers throw people in headlocks all the time to drag them out the club and toss them out the saloon. You know, it's not because they're necessarily <laughs> trying to put somebody to sleep. I mean, this situation got nasty. I mean, a, a headlock's a little more of a rugged way to pull someone off of a court than just grabbing him by the jersey, I suppose. But I'm sticking with Shaq on this one. I agree. Yeah, no, I could not agree more. It was funny. Steve Kerr, obviously the Warriors coach, he didn't, he really didn't complain about the suspension. He essentially said, hey, look, Draymond, he did what he did, and he kind of deserves to sit down for a few games. Uh, as for Shaquille O'Neal Mojo, I, I do want to say this, because there might not be another athlete out there who is more charitable than Shaquille O'Neal, who actually happened to be in our office yesterday. We were filming something uh, with him that'll that'll air in a few weeks here. But after he left here, he heads right over to a boys and girls club in Los Angeles. Uh, he refurbished, along with his partners, this whole basketball court so the kids will be out there on a beautiful basketball court. They can play and have some fun. I- I'm not sure there's anybody who does more than Shaquille O'Neal, especially when it comes to kids. We've got a bunch more of this on the TMZ Sports website. Check it out if you're... Coming up, 
Formula One is looking to make a spectacle in Vegas this weekend, but things took a sharp turn for the worse on Thursday. How track conditions caused serious damage and shut down a big night of practice on the track. That's next on TMZ Sports. There's so much to be thankful for. Family, friends, food, and NFL football all week long. DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping your Thanksgiving week full of action. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on the NFL action to score $150 instantly in bonus bets. No matter your appetite, there's something for you. Money lines, parlays, props, live bets, and so much more. You name it, they've got it. So download, the, so, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TMZ. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL Thanksgiving action to score $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code TMZ. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Adidas, Macy's, or Levi's. And you can even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares that money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Welcome back to TMT Sports, Mike Mojo and Lucas. Fellas, there is a big time sporting event going down this weekend in Las Vegas. A sporting event that has literally been years in the making and is one of the most highly anticipated races that I can ever remember. Yeah, it is the Las Vegas Grand Prix going down again this weekend in Vegas. But guys, there was a little bit of a hiccup during practice last night. Carlos Sainz, one of the two star drivers for the Ferrari team, had an accident on the course, all captured on video. Lucas was going to tell us what happened in a second. But wait until you see this and look at those sparks. This is scary stuff. Ooh. 
Lucas, now, now this is a street course. This is a road course, so it's not like this is a, a, an actual track. This is a, a road that cars usually drive on. Right. What happened? So the belief is that Esteban Ocon, a driver for Alpine, um, went over a drain cover and loosened it up about 10 minutes into the first practice. So this was right at the very start well, for fans. Because you know, there, are manhole, there are manholes like there are on streets. They can't just get rid of those. Right, and you can't just have them exposed like usual right. with these cars because they're so low to the ground. So what happened is, you know, it was loosened and then Carlos goes over it and it caused some damage to the floor of his car. And he actually has three different parts, I believe, if not more, that needed to be replaced. So it resulted in a 10 place starting uh, penalty for him. So when he starts on Saturday, oh. he's going to have a serious, <laughs> serious um, yeah, look, issue look on his hands. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's a literal road mojo. I mean, obviously, those are the arrows, and it looks like they might have tried to cover it up a bit. But those are the arrows as if you would normally make a turn because, again, you've got taxi cabs and other cars. Uh, look, it's right in front of, uh, you know, these different hotels. Lucas, these cars are, are multi-million dollar machines, and, and you're probably talking about here, Mojo, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not more, in repairs. And, and like Lucas said, there's obviously a big penalty if you uh, alter your car after the practice. So not only do they have to pay all this money, but they're going to start nor uh, towards the back of the pack. Yeah, and Ferrari's not happy, but also the fans aren't either because they delayed the rest of practice. And then when they started up with the second practice, they actually did not have fans in there. Uh, so a lot of people are demanding some refunds because people were paying like hundreds of dollars to check out the practice. Wow. We had to expect something, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not saying uh, I was going to expect manhole covers to start <laughs> fires in the, the race car. You didn't but... have that on your bingo, on your F1 bingo card? Yeah. <laughs> we should have made bingo cards for the crazy things that would happen by doing an F1 race during this, right in the middle of the streets. I mean, right. the concept was almost too good to be true, right? Driving yeah. down the Las Vegas Strip. I mean, we have been talking about this. Forever, yeah. it seems like. Yeah. I mean, all the Vegas has had this circled on their calendars. Uh, race fans, I mean, this is kind of a first here in so many different ways. So just a really exciting thing. But you had to be ready, you know, for plan B. Yeah. What's the contingency going to be? There's obviously going to be things that go wrong. And it's going to be something like this that maybe you didn't anticipate uh, from the start. I, I got to say, Babcock, I think we got to be ready for more of this. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think uh, the organization as a whole will be on the lookout to to prevent situations like this from, from happening this weekend. But at the end of the day, you're right. You said it. It is a fully functioning street. Right. It's not a racetrack. Uh there's going to be some issues. Yeah, I think so, too. I think fortunately for Ferrari, it did happen earlier in the week, uh, at least the race week. And uh, these mechanics are, are so incredibly talented that they will get this car fixed and he will be able to actually compete and participate in the race. It would have really sucked, forgive my language, if this would have happened over the weekend during the actual race. The Cleveland Browns move forward this week without their franchise quarterback. That after Deshaun Watson was lost for the season with a fractured bone in his throwing shoulder. What does this mean for the 6-3 Browns who are set to face the rival Steelers on Sunday? For answers to that and much more, 
Here's our very own Lucas Widman with one of the greatest Browns players in the last few decades, three-time Pro Bowler, and one of the best return specialists in NFL history, Josh Cribbs. Obviously, with Deshaun Watson out now, um, what is your take on the state of the Browns? Well, just like last week against the Ravens, the Browns have to find a way. Remember, they were without Deshaun Watson for a huge chunk of the season where everything was on the defense. It seemed to be Coach Stefanski, which I'm calling him David Copperfield now. He has to continue to pull a rabbit out of a hat to figure out who's going to be the quarterback. And everybody likens this team to the Ravens when they won the Super Bowl with uh, that awesome defense, Ray Lewis, and then uh, Trent Dilfer was the quarterback. So they're saying, hey, all we have to do is not turn the ball over on offense, and that gives our team the best opportunity to win. But uh, in the AFC North, in this division, we have to do more, and they just have to find a way. Are you confident in DTR and possibly PJ Walker to actually get that done? Exactly what you were saying about being the guy who doesn't turn the ball over and just lets the defense do their thing. So for me, I'm no longer a player. I'm a, I'm a fan just like everybody else. I rely on action, on stats. As of now, I don't have confidence in DTR until he goes out there and proves it. He has an, a great opportunity to redeem himself in the eyes of his fan base and the eyes of his teammates. His teammates are charged to believe in him wholeheartedly and go out there and win, but the fans are not. So I have faith in the Browns team that they can get the job done. So if if we can, you know, put it all off of DTR hands to say, I don't just believe in DTR, I believe in the team. Because it's going to take more than DTR. Even if he just simply hands the ball off every single play, it's going to be up to the team to to dictate how this game goes, as well as Coach Kevin Stefanski. So you know, you made the comparison to the Ravens team that won the Super Bowl. Is that still a possibility, do you believe? Anybody can win or lose in the National Football League. It is not likely. It's not very likely because that's why we got Deshaun Watson and we let go of Baker Mayfield. Only one year removed from a playoff berth, which Baker Mayfield helped us win. We saw the ceiling for Baker Mayfield. We felt as a team and, and honestly as a fan base, this is not the guy to go out there and beat a Joe Burrow on a consistent basis, even though he had. This is not the guy to beat a Lamar Jackson on a consistent basis. And this is not the guy to go out there and beat whatever Steelers quarterback they produce in our own division, especially Josh Allen. And then when you have Patrick Mahomes, these are the quarterbacks. These, these are the guys you got to defend and beat to become a Super Bowl champion. So we went out there and got what we believe to be a Super Bowl contending quarterback. And he's no longer available. So can we get it done? I believe anybody can win or lose in the National Football League. I have belief. I'm biased. Like I think you are because you're a Browns fan. Hey, we're biased. But after what I saw last weekend, I believe they can do it all. And like that old quote from Jurassic Park, when they said, life finds a way, they just got to find a way. Josh, I, thank you so I much. I appreciate you, Lucas. I really appreciate it, too. Hopefully we talk again soon. It was fun, man. Thank you, man. Just reach out. Mojo, there is a reason that Shohei Otani is about to get, I don't know, $500, 600000000 million. 
who knows, the guy is one of the greatest baseball players of all time. And yesterday, on Thursday, he, uh, for the second time, not one, but for the second time, he did it in 2021, and he now did it again in 2023, Mojo. He is the uh, unanimous AL MVP. Now, you've got to see what happened when Shohei found out that he won the incredibly prestigious award. This is great stuff. Watch this. <laughs> Crazy celebration, Mojo. Well, those guys know hype over him there. I mean, when you're talking about $500, $600 million and popping bottles and getting after it, I mean, who needs to do that crap when you got a dog like this, right? The dog's cute. He, I just realized Shohei Otani is the anti-Mojo Mutati. We need hype in his life. Come on. Yes, I mean, that, that dog is chilling. My dog, Bruce, would be going ham. He probably would have been nipping at me, trying to get pet, demanding a snack, doing something crazy. Uh, like father, like son, I guess. Yeah. All right, Mojo, we're almost out of time, but I told you yesterday I will not let the show end and I will not let the streak die. Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, Mojo. The parents are going to meet this NFL weekend. Uh, the Chiefs are hosting the Philadelphia Eagles in Kansas City on Monday night, Monday night football. We're not sure, Mojo, if Taylor's going to be in the building. She's going to be in Rio. Very possible she could be at Arrowhead. We do know, though, however, Scott Swift, dad, Andrea Swift, mom, Taylor's parents are going to be there, and they are supposed to be meeting Ed Kelsey and Donna Kelsey Mojo. Big step in the relationship that you call fake. I mean, well, if there was ever something to convince me that it wasn't, now we got all four parents involved. This is huge. I don't know if my parents met my wife's parents until the actual wedding itself. Maybe some at the engagement party. But not even then were all four together. I mean, this is wild right here. Things are escalating. Either this is getting more and more legitimate by the day or they are just committing to this PR <laughs> scandal more and more. I mean, Babcock, I don't know. You, if you're this, over there in L.A., yeah. you know, you, you do all three shows yeah. with TNT. Is this Mojo, common with Taylor's no. exes? Do they all get to meet the I, I, No. Parents? No, that's the, the craziest part about, about this, Mojo, is that she was so private in her past relationships. You never heard anything, uh, no less about the parents meeting. You never heard anything about Taylor and the exes. They kept everything on the DL to such a degree. Uh, I, look, I think PR people in Hollywood have gone to really great lengths in the past, uh, and there have been fake relationships in Hollywood. Make uh, no mistake about it. It, but I, I, I do think if, if this is not real at this point, maybe one of the biggest scandals in uh, in in relationship history in Hollywood. So we'll see. Uh, obviously, we'll see what happens on Monday, Mojo. Before that, we've got a ton of NFL games, so we'll have a lot on Monday. And then, obviously, on Monday night, we're going to find out what happened with the parents' meeting. Should be pretty great. <laughs> Meet the parents, can't wait. <laughs> we'll definitely make Monday the best show since today.